0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. This episode of Enough About Me is brought to you by my great friends at Milton's, the store for men. Uh, I hope Milton's is coming with me to radio.com. Milton's has been great to me. I love the guys at Milton. Dana, Bill uh, are fantastic. And if you're a guy my age, especially with the holidays coming up, I'm sure you get seven parties you have to go to for work that you don't really want to go to. You don't want to Overdressed like crazy. If you want to wear something that looks great, feels great, and is at a great price, done. Go to Milton's. The they'll make you look great. Uh, or if you want to go formal for something, same thing. You walk in there and you walk out. The price is fantastic, the experience is unbelievable. And for a dummy like me who's a slob, they make you look good, feel good, and you're done. Bing, bang, boom. You're out of there. The service is top notch. I can't say enough great things about my friends at Milton's. Uh, Social applause in Braintree. The one I go to is in Chestnut Hill Hill Square uh, over at the mall there in Chestnut Hill. Milton's, of course, is the store for men. Unbelievable. And enough about me, mailbag in 2018. I did not think this was ever going to happen, but here we are. I am after a total fuck up yesterday where Ken Laird, you know, went and had lunch with Joe's Arbano and I screwed it up somehow. I am back. I am now at the Mix 104.1 studios somewhere. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I really am in this building, although it's really nice, I have to say. Uh, I am going to do a a, uh, mailbag podcast. Obviously, a lot to catch up on. Last time I did one, I think, was in August or something with an author. Actually, a really good book about Rocky Marciano. Tom Stanton, I think his name is. Unbeaten. Go look it up. It's a good book. Um, And I was the host of the Kirk and Callahan show at the time. Uh, Although things, I think, were, you know, I had already been hospitalized and things were strange. It was before I took my leave. Um, But now, obviously, I'm no longer the host of Kirk and Callahan. It's Mutt and Callahan, though I did pop on for a few minutes with the guys today, which I think pissed Mutt off. And it's almost a challenge for Mutt. I want Mutt to say to me, hey, asshole, this isn't your show anymore, loser. Get the fuck out of here. But he didn't do that. So he failed. Um, But I have my own show, Radio.com, starting uh, sometime in the first couple of months of 2000. Jesus, 19. Is that right? 2019, right? 2018 now. 2019, which is unbelievable. Um, So I'll answer the first. So I have hundreds of questions here. I'll answer the one that I got a lot out of the way here. Before we get into what the show is going to be, how I feel about what's going on at the station, all that stuff. We're going to get to all that gossip, all that stuff uh, in the next half hour, 40 minutes or so. Uh, people ask me all the time, how am I feeling? And I, I actually feel really good for the first time in a while. I feel great. Um, the medication, I think, is working. I was concerned it was going to take some edge off, and it has, but not the edge that I like and I think you guys appreciate. That's still there. The anger's still there. The curiosity is still there. Um, but I feel really, really good. I feel less stressed. I don't feel as you know, I described as, as like I was having a heart attack. I, that that feeling is gone. And I think a lot of that too, by the way, is leaving E.I. and sort of the toxicity that I also helped create, but don't want to be a part of anymore. Leaving that and leaving the pressures and the Red Sox and the Globe and all that bullshit uh, out of my life um, is great. You know, I just I just feel really good right now, and uh, I am so looking forward to trying this show. Uh, and and what it's going to be, and what it won't be, and it's going to maybe fail or maybe be great. But I'm excited and sort of, you know, um, uh, re-energized. I would say, I guess, is the word as I start to kick that off sometime in the next two or three months. So we'll get to that in more here with the with the uh, mailbag. Uh, and I my my debate right now internally is do I repeat some of these questions from yesterday? And I guess I have to. I fuck up this mic right now. Just stay right there. Stay right there. There you go. Look at that. What a pro. Um, <clears throat> the Daily Arnold text line, the parody accounts who have been unbelievable, unbelievably loyal, want to know uh, which drop buttons uh, will you have at your fingertips? I will have none. There are no drop buttons. Joe Zarbon. Oh, drop. Oh, I guess he means drops like Ken drops. I thought he meant dumb buttons. Because I was going to say there's no we had the program director, Joe Zarbano, with the dumb button in his office at the end. That none of that is going to happen at radio.com. I'm going to say what I want. Um, it's not going to get dumped. It's going to be live, by the way. Let me let me format this for you quickly. I think the show is going to be uh, is going to be three hours, okay? The first two hours is going to be live. Right now, and this is flexible, I think it's going to be 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. live. So it'll be the first. Uh, two hours will be 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. I think then we're going to have a third hour taped um, uh, and release it later as a podcast in the day, maybe a 4 or 5 o'clock for people going home. Uh, but I think 9 to 11, and honestly, for a streaming show, which is what it is, and it's very simple, you go to radio.com, you get the app, uh, you search Kirkman Hand. when this happens. Uh, believe me, I'm going to bludgeon you people on social media with this shit. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, Uh, as I look at this text here, I can see if I can look it up. So you just go to radio.com. You go to search Kirkman. I think the show's going to be called The Kirkman Hand Show, probably. It's just the easiest thing to do. And then once you see that, you favorite it and it'll be part of your list. I mean, anybody under the age of 50 understands how this works. I have radio.com right now. This app, I just hit it and I'll hit Kirkman Hand. You have the show, you're all set. Two hours live, I think, nine to 11 as of right now. um, And that third hour will be taped. And, you know, who's going to be on the show? I don't really know. Will I have Ken and Chris? Maybe, maybe not. It's uh, like Bradford, maybe, maybe not Rob Seinfeld. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know who's going to be on the show. I think there's some desire to have some sort of female like Robin Quivers ish element to that, like maybe a 20 or 30 percent part of the show, which I understand. And I'm not opposed to. I just, you know, no names have really surfaced for me that would really work for that. Uh, but we're open to that. Um, I think there's going to be uh You know, uh, and I think there'll be, you know, sort of, I'm just going to try and create a world like I think we did with Kirk and Callahan. We, we, you know, we brought Trenny in, we brought Gary in, we brought Mudd in. Curtis became a character. Ken became a character. You know, Reamer became a character. Drellic became a character. Uh, All these different people here and there, you know, and and I think you're going to see that. And I'm building it right now. So, you know, uh, but there'll be no dump button. That that, that I can promise you. That is not going to happen. Uh, Next question. Can we still talk about Brandy Love? And name categories of porn uh, through a letter of the alphabet. We need the edgy Kirk Min, please. You're definitely going to get that. That is not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, I haven't done it in so long. I think I'll do it right now. TubeGalure.com. Uh, here we go. Categories. All categories. I'll pick a letter. How about L? That seems, is L going to be too lesbian-y? No, maybe not. Uh, yeah, L has got, you know, uh, labia, lace, lactating. Jesus, people are fucked up. Lap dancing, Latina babe, a lot of Latina. Laughing, legs, leotard. Then you get the lesbian world, a lot of lesbians. Lesbian uh, massage, lesbian milf, lesbian seduce. So I like that. Limousine, lingerie, lipstick. Long nails, lotion, lovers. So, I mean, yeah, this is not this is not going to change. Don't worry, you get plenty of that. Uh, then the M's are all the milf world, you know. It's milf, milf teacher, milf and solo, uh, milf mom. Is, so I mean, yeah, that, that stuff's not that that stuff is not going to go away. Can you picture, by the way, Rich Keefe in like one of these scenes where he's the actor and like Brandy loves the mom and he comes in and she's like, you know, aggressive. He's like, oh, I don't know about that. That's kind of aggressive. Man. Why are you doing that? I, you know, I don't, uh, Jeez. Like, I don't, I, you know, why are you doing, what's, what's that about? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's what going on. Like, you're my friend's mom. I don't really think this is going to work. What are you, why are you taking your pants? Well, you know, I just, I, it's strange. Like, I don't know what's going on. I got I to gotta ask you. I don't know what's going on. Um, so yeah, so I think, I think we'll be okay about that stuff. Uh, let me see. <clears throat> are there any radio, any plans dot com to have a, uh, other Kirk related shows like a real K and C or a fan, fan roundtable, Yes to both. Um, if I bring one of the producers of both, it will definitely be a real Kirk Minahan show, whatever it is, uh, post show every single day, whether it's 10, 15 minutes. And I would like to do a round table once a month or every couple of weeks with all the parody accounts, Mark and ball, sporty, Gar McKenzie, Cal and forever, you know, all of them. Um, but if they want to do it, Stephen Providence, Kevin, the Bristol, all these losers, they can absolutely do that they can figure it out I'm sure they can you know th- that not could be an issue yes you will definitely get some of that um, let's see what else will you be part of the radio uh, the Jimmy fund radiothon for radiocom I will not be uh, I will miss that I love Lisa uh, sherber so much and I love the, you know what we did with you know for the kids or with the kids and the parents and I love that element there are parts of um Dana Farber, I'm not thrilled with. I'm not thrilled with people in the fundraising department. I thought they were too aggressive with us. I thought they treated us like meat a lot. Uh didn't treat us like human beings. Um, and I, I, those people I will not miss. I don't want to ever work with them again. Um, but, you know, and I and, and I think it's unbelievable. I hear Boston Children's Hospital doing commercials at the EI. And I think, you know, $50 million, they clearly see the impact the stations had. And I don't think they've ever... And I hear them advertise on other stations, and they don't advertise on EEI. To me, that is incredible. Um, But, they, yeah, I think they think that it's like the Red Sox or the EEI. I think the Jimmy Fund, Dana-Farber people in the money part of it think that we work for them. And sometimes, and this is an issue I have with management all the time, whether it's the Red Sox or Dana-Farber or anything, you want to say to them, you know, we're giving you money. We're paying you. We're raising money for you. So once in a while, you're going to do what we tell you to do. We don't want to have a 92-year-old guy on or a 78-year-old boring doctor. We want to have kids and nurses on because we want to raise more money. Um, or, you know what? Red Sox, we pay you. I tell you what, we won't pay you anymore. We'll break. You want out of the contract, we'll get out of the contract. Take a walk around, go around town, and see see how much you can get. You can't get any better than that? All right, come on back to us. But that's not the way it works around here. Uh, hmm. <clears throat> Do you feel transitioning to the podcast as a step forward or step backward in your visibility and career? Well, obviously, uh, immediately it's a step back in terms of visibility. Uh, the listenership will not be as high as it was it, it, with Kirk and Callahan or Mutt and Callahan or any of that stuff. I understand that. But I I mean, you know, everyone always says when they do this, this is the future. This is the future. When I'm in my car, I don't listen to to sports talk radio. I hate to say it. I don't listen to, I listen to Mutt and Jerry a little bit because those are my friends and I want them to do well, sort of. I don't listen to Dale and Keefe, obviously. Uh, I listen to the afternoon a little bit. I don't listen to 985 that much. I listen to podcasts. I listen to music. I listen to satellite. I listen to, I listen to Jerry and, and, and Mutt on the app. I mean, I don't listen to the radio. And I think guys my age and younger, by and large, that's the way it is. Guys my age and older. Uh, go the different way. And I think that was sort of the, um. And I'll get to the, the, the career stuff in a second. That was sort of, I think, the crux of the disagreement I had with, with Jerry was, you know, Jerry, when I said to him, why don't you come with us and try this? I think he, his thing was, nobody's nobody. going to listen to us. I, I don't know what an app is and, you know, all that stuff. And my take was... uh. So, you know, A, so what? We've already proven everything we have to prove. Now we can do things our way. And B, it's not true. People will listen to this. If it's good, people are going to listen to it. Tell you what, you have more leeway. Uh, oh, God, you can't. I, I, hold on. Time out here. This is not paused again, is it? I will, I will fucking lose my mind. I'm texting Ken right now. Um, Oh, one second. I'm going to text him. Make sure he's 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 up here. One second. Come up here. I don't. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, right away the visibility is going to be smaller, of course. But I think if it's good, people will listen to it. And the people who listen to it are going to be loyal. I think there are people who aren't particularly loyal to shows that listen to it every day on traditional radio. I don't think it's. You know, I think it's. But if you go find it, and this is part of the appeal of Barstool, I think. I think that there is a uh, an incredible amount of loyalty because you got to go find it. Yeah, I just put it on. You know, kiss you put it on. Whatever. Now you have some loyalty, obviously, from that. We had a incredibly loyal audience and I, th- I hope Mutt and Jerry do as well but I think uh I think you know I think it's a good thing for me at this point in my career I don't want to be part of the way they wanted the show to be with me on it and honestly I think Mutt and Jerry have more leeway now that I'm gone like I don't think people even really like I don't think that the management's paying that much attention to them now that I'm gone it was all about me ironically it really was so I think they're able to do more of what they want to do in a weird way, and I can do exactly what I want to do. So I think it works out well. The visibility, for sure, uh, will be less uh, uh, Im- immediately, but long-term, I think it's going to be a great move. Let's see. Hmm. What are your true feelings about Ordway? This is the question we get all the time. What are your true feelings about Ordway, uh, Keith, Dale Arnold, and Lou Maloney? Anyway, Ken Laird is walking in. Right now, he's walking in. Right now, I just want to make sure I haven't touched anything. This went sleep. Is it gonna, is it okay? Don't hit anything because then it's going to pause again. Right? What do you mean no? Well, what are we doing? Is it now? It's. I just want to make sure it's running. Why does it have to go off? What are we doing? What the fuck? What is this? We're good. You're rolling. Well, why, why can't it just stay on? I don't know. Okay, so it's just rolling. We're good. All right, fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. What are you doing? Are you still sick? No. Good. Okay. Thank you. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You can leave now. Thank you. That's all. Yes, thank you. I have questions for you later. Uh my true feelings about Glenn, Orbe, Rich, Keith, Dale, Arnold and Lou Maloney. Okay. Well, I mean, I I love Glenn. I haven't talked to Lou much, but Lou's honestly like uh, in a weird way Lou I think is the most has been the most loyal guy to me at the station. Uh publicly and online and, like, on, like even the biggest fuck-ups in my career has had my back, so I'll always have Lou's back. Um, Rich and Dale, I really, you know, they're. I see Dale, I say hello, but I have no use for me. There's no use for me. Same with Rich. I mean, I just, it's not my kind of show. It's They do their thing. It's fine. You know, I think they're fine taking their, you know, 50-mile swim in the river of mediocrity. That's what I'd say. They're just an eh show. They just show up. They leave. They don't care. That's fine. That's what they do. They collect their check, and they get to stay on the radio. So, good for them. But, yeah, do I have any respect for them as professionals? Uh, I do not, no. Nor do they for me, so that's how it works. Um, Okay, let's see. How long will Mutt be the full-time host of the morning show? (sighs) Okay. Well, I want Mutt and Jerry to do well. I don't want them to do as well as Jerry and I did. Of course, I mean, anybody who says that is lying. But I want them to do well, and I want Mutt to have a job for as long as can be. This is fucked up. On like 20 levels, though it's weird. So, Mutt and I are great friends. Jerry and I are great friends. Jerry and I got the show ripped away from us. Uh, that pissed me off. But Mutt got the job, so I'm happy for him. It's it, like the that's the show's like what it, like you know. Dale got fired, and you know whatever, and was a dick to Mutt for years because of that. I, can, I can't even imagine the level of insecurity, and he says I'm miserable, misery that you would hate somebody who took your job. Mutt took my job. I'm thrilled for him. He's my friend. I want him to do great. Dale was a fucking baby the mutt for like years pouting and acting like a, you know, little friggin' asshole around there. But uh I want I want Mutt and Jerry to do well. I think they're going to do okay. I think if they get through this weird thing right now where Jerry's still angry and Mutt's not really sure. Mutt's not a Mutt's not an alpha guy. Uh Mutt's not going to say to Jerry, "Listen, you know, I say the Mutt all the time. Call him on the phone. Say, let's go to dinner. Let's go Fucking do a Celtics game or if the weather was better, let's go play golf. Let's become friends. It's important. It is important. It's important for Jerry to believe in mutt right now. I'm not sure he does. And I'm not sure mutt knows what to do. Mutt's not like mutt's always, mutt's a pleaser too. And you, you can't be a pleaser. Sometimes you got to say, fuck you. And there's not enough of that right now. It's, it's, it's a weird, but it's so early and it. They're going to be fine. I actually think they're going to be fine. Um, and Mutt will be, we'll be the host of the morning show for a, you know, a good run. I think he'll have a couple of years' run. Because I think, you know, A, is not going to make a lot of money. And B, is not going to cause any waves. That's what they want now. They want a boring, talentless, you know, loser who makes no money. And Mutt's your guy. He's central casting. Um, What would have happened if next if EI kept you as the morning show host of the Red Sox walk? It just wasn't going to happen. Like, it wasn't going to happen. They didn't want me to host anymore. They had a list of things and I've gone over them before. I actually should read them. I probably have the email here. I'll look it up. I should probably do a better job of this. But they had this list of things that they didn't want me to do. Uh, Let's see here. I'll search for it right now. Uh, Fuck. (coughs) Let me see. God, where is this from? Oh, okay, here it is. <clears throat> C show proposal. So it was like we, Curtis pretended to write, somebody else wrote it. Curtis pretended like he wrote it and sent it to management that we were going to be on board with this. And they want to put our names on it. I'll read it now. This is from 11618. Summary, upon Kirk Minahan's return, the Kirk and Callahan show will sound similar to the current show with Mutt. The show will be driven primarily around sports topics. We agree to listen abide by management directives. We will make the following material changes to our on-air approach. Number one, not take personal shots at station partners, i.e. John Henry, Sam Kennedy, Tom Brady, the Red Sox, etc. Two, not make unfair disparaging remarks about station partners' interests. Specifically, we're not going to make unwarranted or unsolicited attacks toward the Red Sox or the globe. Three, we acknowledge that a big part of business involves Red Sox baseball. We are trying not to make comments that could potentially hurt the station's ability to sell the Red Sox. Four, we're not going to gratuitously attack government officials when criticizing their decisions, actions, in office, i.e., we'll avoid personal attacks like calling Mayor Walsh, quote, a dummy, end quote. <laughs> Five, when possible, we will attempt to avoid controversial topics. Uh, six, we will work collaboratively with station management around gray area topics. We will make a determined effort to help improve the business and morning drive. Specifically, we're willing to go on client visits and make client calls. You tell us what you need us to do. Conclusion. It is our hope that we can turn a new leaf and start fresh. This should feel more like a partnership and less of an us-against-management-corporate type of relationship. Uh, we look forward to uh, continuing our rating success while also making sure the revenue success is number one in AM Drive. Thank you, Kirk Minahan, Jerry Callian, Chris Curtis, Ken Laird. Obviously, I was never, ever, 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 ever ever fucking ever going to be part of something like that. Ever. Just wasn't going to happen. So uh so th- that's what they wanted. So I mean we I just wasn't going to do that. And I think they understood like if, I think everybody was actually pretty good about it. They were just sort of like this is where we're at and I said, I'm not there. Uh I was ready to walk. We we're ready to do some sort of buyout and people from corporate side said we don't want to lose you. We don't want you to walk away. We want to keep you how does radio.com sound? Will you have 1,000% freedom like Howard Stern? No. If your freedom at EEI at this point was 30%, will it be 96% at radio.com? Yes. So I said, yeah, you know what? I want to do that. I want to try this. I'm actually excited about this. And I went to New York a few times, a few days. And when I did that, I was getting to meet with these people. I was even more excited. So I actually, I think it's actually going to be a good thing for everybody. But so there you go. I mean, you know, if you see me, if you listen to me, you know I'm not going to do that. That, that, that thing's insane. Uh, Hmm. Chris Perkins asks a question I'm asked a lot. How much will Jerry regret not fighting harder for you? I think Jerry fought as hard. I've said this before. Jerry fought as hard as Jerry can. He's not a fighter like that. The key difference between me and Jerry is if this was happening to Jerry, um, I would have gone to Philadelphia to the home of the man who owns the company or to his office and waited by the door every single day until he let me in. And I would have said to him, Unless you let this guy come back, I'm going to walk. Jerry's just not built that way. He's just not. He's, he's the corporate calling thing is kind of a joke, but it's born as everything is. And a slight bit of truth <clears throat> he chose this show with Mutt in this way over, you know, fighting and quitting over me, which to me is a perfectly rational, sensible. Direction I probably wouldn't have taken. People look at that as a criticism of Jerry, saying like he's a puss. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's a survivor. He did for himself the right thing. I'm not angry with him. Um, is there a little like slight tension in the air all the time? Yes, I think so. I don't think that's going to go away. Are there days where I get angry when I listen to the Mutt and Callahan show? Yeah, I do. And honestly, it's not when the shows are good. I like them. I, like, I want Mutt and Jerry to do a good show. It's when the shows suck. Like the other day, they had Mark James on, who... I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's fucking terrible. I mean, to be have that, to have that, you know, that cliche, you know, just brainless, humorless, thin-skinned, talentless, you know, loser on our radio airs. Not mine, theirs. On Morning Drive, a show that when Jerry and I built that show, and Mutt, too, played a big part in it, And Ken and Chris, you know, and those guys after the show, I talked to them all. They were embarrassed by it. That is embarrassing to me. That's when I get mad. But I do a good show with, like, a reamer, which is usually pretty good, I think. Or Tomasi, or Drellick, or when it's good, I think this is great. Good, this is this sounds a lot like what our show used to sound like. And I know, by the way, I know it's important to Mutt and Jerry too. It's not like Mutt, you know, these guys want to do a great show, but that's when I get mad. <clears throat> Few more. Please give us Namaste's assessment of the Mutt Man's performance on the show. How bad is it that he's resorting to constantly quoting old drops of himself? Mutt is the criticism of Mutt, I, of Mutt I hear a lot is he's trying too hard to be me. Um and I think there's something to that, but it's an incredibly tough situation for him he's replacing me. he's in morning drive uh he's not really sure about where he stands with Jerry Jerry's still sort of pissed he doesn't have a contract. he's a pleaser by nature he's a good guy he wants to still be my friend he's doing he's got fifty things going on and, and what I say to him is and I talk to him I say you should just you just have to make it your show you have to and he'll get there it's fucking December he'll get there um hmm. Let's see. Did Jerry might have to sign the pledge? You refuse to sign. Yes, they did. Jerry signed. Jerry signed it four different times. Said to these guys, actually, like this is not strict enough. They gave me a stricter version, and he signed that right away, in blood, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> Let's see. But I mean, like you know, the Jerry and I relationship is, you know, is going to be fine going forward. I love him. I'm not going to ever not love him ever. You know, he might not love me all the time, but I, uh, you know. It's like I saw that great doc. I finally saw that great documentary on Elvis on HBO, right? I hadn't seen it. And the second part of it, when he gets fat and he dies and all that, he records that song Separate Ways, not the Journey song, the Elvis Separate Ways one. What's about him and Priscilla when they get divorced? It's like me and Jerry. I should almost sing it to him. I see a change is coming to our lives. It's not the same as it used to be. And it's not too late to realize our mistake. We're just not right for each other. Come on, Jerry. Love has slipped away, left us only friends. We almost seem like strangers. All that's left between us are the memories we shared of times we thought we cared for each other. There's nothing left to do but go our separate ways and pick up all the pieces left behind us. And maybe someday, somewhere along the way, Another love will find us. That's where Jerry and I are at right now. We need to get we need to move on. Go our separate ways. But I'm having a tough time with you fucking one on the show today. So yeah. How much are you running now? I'm running every single day. Every single day. I've not missed a day running since I took the leave in September. That is a fact. Uh let's see. What drives you to say and ask unpopular things at a time when freedom of speech and thought are being restricted at every turn in society besides online? Well, first of all, online is doing this well. Secondly, that's exactly why I do it, because the, fucking, the world is a scary place right now. The Victoria's Secret guy lost his job because he said he wasn't sure that they were going to put transgendered people as part of the walk because maybe guys don't find them as attractive as, you know... Uh, born female models who look like Giselle or, you know, Tyra Banks used to look like, and there was like, you can't win anymore. You can't say anything. People just want to get you in trouble. So yeah. So I want to, uh, I like, uh, saying things that people don't, that people think about saying, but don't say, and there's a really limited audience for that. It's a really scary time. It's the scariest time ever. There's no room for disagreement. I think the left is far less flexible about that than the right. Now, of course, You know, 30, 40 years ago, it was the opposite. The liberals were saying all these crazy things about how crazy the government is and this has to change and that. And they got mad because, you know, the government was trying to shut them down. Now it's flipped entirely. It's a fucking crazy time. What else? Hmm. Uh, Are you worried about this turning out like your podcast started out? Great. Uh, and then fuck it. This is, I get that question a lot. This is not a podcast. When's your podcast start? What's your podcast? It's going to be like your other podcast. No, this is a radio show. It is a live radio program. I will continue enough about me, by the way, in another on the, on, while I do it. And I'm going to be into that. And this is a good spot, I think, to, to talk about what I'm going to do in the next couple of weeks and months. Essentially, what we're going to do is a weekly startup kind of, I like that startup podcast. It's going to be a look at a show, a show, you know, when, I think the biggest radio personality in the country, local personality in the country, goes to this unknown sort of uh, radio.com app to start his own show. We're going to start at scratch. When we interview people for you, you're going to hear it. When you're in meetings with with management, you're going to hear it. When we're, the actual construction of the studio, you're going to hear it. Uh, from the genesis all the way through to the first show, every week, we're going to give you a 15, 20, 25-minute look at where we're at, update week by week. Um, and I know nothing right now. I think it's 9 to 12. I'm not sure who's going to be on with me. I like to have two or three people. I don't know right now. I have no idea. So you're going to hear that every week. Uh, that's going to happen. Let's see. A couple more here. What do we got? <clears throat> Can you give me the best book, TV show, and movie you've watched during your hiatus? Can I just say this homecoming show with Julia Roberts is really was really really good, really good. Uh, half hour show, but a drama and like Hitchcocky and then fucked up and very good. I cannot recommend that enough. The best movie I saw is uh, The Old Man and the Gun. The Robert Redford movie was awesome. Nobody went to see it. It's the best movie I've seen this year. Redford is great in it. It's a great little story. It'll probably be on demand soon. Three Identical Strangers, that documentary. You have to watch that also. The best book. What's the book that Jerry recommended? I, I read Sons and Soldiers. Sons and Soldiers is really good. This Gary Pomerantz guy just wrote a book. I never thought I'd like it. About the relationship between Cousy and Russell. Uh, it's called The Last Pass maybe, but it's really essentially a biography of Koozie. Now he's gotten older, now he's changed, now he wants to reach out and be friends with Bill Russell. It's almost a plea. It is so good. I was shocked how much I liked it. You have to read that. It's really good. Uh, And Lisa Jobs, Steve Jobs' daughter, wrote a memoir about her life and the hell it was and how Steve Jobs was basically an absentee dad and they lived in poverty while this guy was the richest guy on earth. That's really good too. Uh, Small Fry, I think it's called. Let's see. <clears throat> what else do we have? I'll do a few more. How's that? How hard is it to walk away from the show you mainstreamed and start fresh? Really, really hard at, at first. And you know, I mean, you got to remember also, like, it's on the heels. If I feel good now, but I, I get I get down sometimes and this really hurt. You know, I, people say it's a radio show. What? So what? I love this show. I loved Jerry. I loved Ken and Chris and love those guys and love Mutt. Um, and love what we built. I was really proud of what we built. We were, we came in and we were number one for a couple of years. Um, and it hurt having to walk away from that. Definitely. Um, so some days, like I said, some days it really, I get bummed out about it. Um, but I, overall I feel pretty good about it and starting fresh, I think it's actually good in a way I'm not doing it with Jerry. This is mine and he has his thing and, and he can kind of run that show in a lot of ways and I can have my show and we're still going to be friends and I'll pop on there and Maybe they'll come on my show once in a while. and then, But, yeah, it, it, there are days where it sucks, no question. <clears throat> are you still going to do the funny voices? Definitely. I'm not sure. Again, it's going to be a national audience after a while. Maybe not everybody will know. But we're going to get new audience, new voices, new impressions. It's not just going to be Trenny and Bradford. It's not going to be, you know, uh, uh, whatever, Fourier and Dick from Upton and uh, all those voices. It'll be a bunch of other stuff as well. <clears throat> You regret anything or wish things ended differently. I have no, on my end, I have zero regrets. I don't think I really did anything wrong. Um, I wish it was handled differently by management at first. Sure. I mean, I felt like I was lied to for a few weeks um, while I was ready to come back. they Like I've said, they wanted their doctors to know that I produced it, and they didn't, uh, and they kind of, they, they sort of four-cornered me. They sort of, you know, uh, stoned me for a while. That was frustrating. I wish they would handled that differently. But they didn't. But yes, but what it's fine uh let me see there's a good question here before well gary Tang will be part of the new show gary's gonna have a new uh going to have a role on the show definitely he will definitely have a role on the show that there's no question how big it'll be how small it'll be i don't know yet but he's gonna uh he's going to he's gonna do that all right two more and then we'll get out of here i had a good one before where was it Shit. Oh, do you think... Here it is. Do you think that my fate was sealed when I was critical of Brady that day with that Tom Baby show, which is what Harry called Brady, Tom Baby, after he hung up on me. Yeah, I think that, listen, the Patriot relationship wasn't great, the Brady relationship. But to me, thats I'll be honest, like I have, I have no issues with the way I handle Brady. I asked him a couple questions about Guerrero, who he's in business, he's in partnership with, he does documentaries, he's made a lot of money with him, he's happy to promote him. He's on with Nora O'Donnell, these other people. If They're not going to ask him tough questions. Brady is now with, John, with Jerry and Mutt. They'll never ask him a tough question. They understand that that's the deal. Brady didn't like me because I occasionally, 90% of it was ass-kissing, would occasionally ask a tough question. And I think that's disappointing. I think he's gotten so famous and so in such a bubble. As great a quarterback as he is, he's in such a bubble now where the Jim Grays and Jerry Callahans and Mike Menaskis and beat writers of the world, he just never hears a tough thing. And I think sometimes you need to hear those questions. You know, whether it's about Mayweather or Trump. Uh, but he doesn't want that in his life. And, you know, so, I mean, for a guy who says you have to, you know, he's a warrior and all that stuff, you know, he didn't like having tough questions and he had to hang up the phone. So, yeah, I mean, I stand by that. I think Brady, he's a great quarterback, is probably a very nice guy. But, you know, do I respect him as much as I respected him three, four years ago as, like, a guest? No, I thought I thought he was going to be different, and he's not. He turns out he's, you know, wants to have his ass kissed all the time. So, yeah, I, I have no problem with that. But, again, no... Uh, no, I don't think he's really going to have to worry uh, too much. <clears throat> what about the swearing on the show? That's not going to be... A, I, I, I thought Stern handled that really well. It's serious. Um, like, you know, he sort of laid it out. We're not going to... This is not going to be a, a freaking fuck fiesta. You know, it's the... If once in a while you're going to say it, you're going to say it. But you didn't say it for years on the radio. And I think it does... I do it too much in these podcasts. It can get distracting. You're not going to hear it all the time. Because I just think it's, it's... When you're doing something good, that just gets in the way. It's not, it's not going to be a lot of that stuff. Last one. Last one. What do you guys want to hear? Where? Nah, I don't want to do that. Uh, Are you going to have a full time partner? Will it be a casting couch? I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not going to have an equal partner. This is going to be my show. It's going to be 70 me, 60 me, and then whatever. Again,. Everyone I've talked to said that they think it's good to have some female element in terms of like a Robin Quivers type. And I actually do think I can understand that. But we're going to do, and you'll hear it on this podcast, this sort of startup podcast, this weekly thing. We're going to bring people in. You're going to hear our shows. You're going to hear us talk. You're going to hear me and whoever, male, female, whoever. And you guys can going to be able to weigh in and say, oh, you guys have good chemistry. Oh, she sucks. He sucks. You know, oh, I like that person. Bring him back. So you're going to be part of that. I don't know who it's going to be yet. I don't know. We've reached out to a few people, very few. Uh, but tweet me if you want, at Kirkman, if you have any ideas whatsoever. All right. So that's it. That's the Enough About Me podcast. That's a mailbag. A million questions I didn't get to. We'll probably do one more before we kick off the show. This startup one, I think it's going to start in a week or two. I'd like to get one in before the holidays. Uh, it's December 6th here as we tape this. But, uh, but, yeah, so, you know, again, at Kirkman, I'll be updating the show on, uh, and giving you lots of stuff on that. Make sure to listen. Again, go to radio.com. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated on that. The startup thing, I'll be tweeting that. It'll start in a couple of weeks. Enough about me. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon.